0: You are experiencing HR After Dark, solving the people problems that keep you up at night. We exist to make the people part of business easier for leaders, entrepreneurs, CEOs, and business owners of all kinds. And welcome to HR After Dark, solving the people problems that keep you up at night. Thanks for joining in, and we have Erin Rowe with us today. I wish everyone can see her fancy shoes, because they are just, wow, just super fancy. (laughs) Thanks for joining us. So, Erin, please introduce yourself. Tell us a little bit about who you are and and what you do. Thank you, Jada. I'm
1: very excited to be here today. My name is Erin Rowe, and I work in our Global Treasury Services at Bank of America. I've been there for
0: almost nine years. Oh, wow. Okay. Okay. And uh, to my understanding, so you have had the experience of owning and operating a small business and working under the corporate umbrella? I did. I have done a myriad of things throughout my
1: career. I did own my own business for about six or seven years, and then I usually dabble in an LLC here or there
0: just to pass the time Wow, that's, that's perfect experience, though, honestly, for for everything that we're talking about, especially managing change. So we're focused on the problems that really keep leaders, CEOs up at night. And I know this is the the top of 2020. And change is inevitable in the business. So I guess what are your thoughts? What are your opening thoughts whenever it comes to managing change? When you hear the word change,
1: I feel like it, it creates two reactions in people. One is either fear, like they hate change. Their comfort is just knowing what's coming, um, the sameness, which is, which is good in some aspects. And then there are people that just embrace change and want to change things all the time. And I think the key is to find a balance between that. I think you need both of them. I think, as you said, change is inevitable. It's the only constant there is. It is the thing we have the least control over because there's so many outside influences that create change that we have to adapt to versus proactively um, initiate and so it is thinking through all of that to I would also say eliminate white noise and stick to your strategy and maneuver through the change to reach your goals.
0: What would you say, and th- and that makes sense, um, I would say that probably most of the population falls into the fear of change. Whether we like to admit it or not, we get really attached to just that thing, that same old thing, the comfort zone. Um, the thing we know, right? It's even sometimes the devil that we know. Even if something's not even working, whether it's a system or even an employee, it's just that, oh, I don't know how to look around the corner, right, to see what's next. Um Do you, from your experience, um, do you know what techniques have worked? To even see, should I go ahead and make a change in my business? And it's funny that you brought up that comment of what you know. So,
1: and I think you're correct. Most people do fear change because the moment you change something, you don't know what's going to happen. So it is the fear of the unknown. Even if it's not working, and you you full on know it's not working. You understand it. You know it. You can know what to expect tomorrow. You can know what to expect next week. The minute you change a process or change an approach, you have no idea, and it's out of your control. I think control is a lot of it, of what's going to happen. So it's it's being able to let go of some things, which is the known, to embrace a new process, a new direction that can move you forward. Um, and so when you're looking at that... And I just completely went off thought.
0: <laughs> no, I think you're absolutely right. I was going down this direction and I completely <laughs> forgot your question, Dana. But when it comes to um, even knowing when you change, you even made a, a comment to me before um, about the A players, right? Who are we giving our getting our advice from? And I think that we can make sure we're leveraging those consultants, those um, subject matter experts that you mentioned and... Really just understand when it's time and ready for a change and then take it from there. It's how do you take it from I feel out of control and then I need to actually implement a change?
1: So I think part of that process
0: is getting your baseline,
1: knowing what you are an expert at. And the things that you are not an expert at, get insight from other people, whether it's an accountant, whether it's your banker, whether it's um, an investment consultant, whether it's an HR expert. you know, Know what your strengths are because Love I it. feel most yep. people know their strengths mm-hmm. and attach their business plans and models to that strength without looking at everything that a business encompasses. And so getting the insight from people that might have a different lens than you. And then it's also trusting them and knowing when it's time to let go. The first step is always the scariest. I would definitely create a plan and a strategy that's bigger than a month strategy or a week strategy. Even a five-year plan and go back, that's going to be very broad. It's going to be, you know, not step-by-step in a five-year plan but you have to know where you're gonna go in order to backtrack. And so what happens is you have your five-year strategy, you have your goal, And like I said, whether it's sell your business, increase market share, expand your employee base, whatever your personal goal is for your business. And then having the insights that are given to you from multiple different people, as the world changes, the economy changes, as um, the culture changes, Mm -hmm. they can step in and give you some direction at a moment, whether it's a year into your plan, a month into your plan. And it's taking that direction and sitting down for a moment and saying, "Okay, this is going to change. I have no control over it. My business model is trying to move forward, but now I have a change component. Do I need to step to the right? Do I need to step over it? Do I need to just step straight through it? But I'm going to get direction from that person once you would established how you're going to manage through it, that will then trickle down through your business processes to your, let's call them frontline employees, because they have to buy into the change okay. because you are looking at your business from a 3000 foot level. They're looking at it from a day to day, hour to hour basis. And so you get to see farther in the future than your employees do. And there has to be that transparency of communication. So they know that you are looking forward. They understand that, their role is vital to getting to that place and understanding now we have to get into the nuts and
0: bolts of what does your job look like every day to get to that next step through the change. Totally makes sense. And so many good points. Like I just want to unpack this right now because whenever you were talking about first the subject matter experts and you're working with them, you're collaborating with them on that plan. But like I even picture whether it's an, an action sheet or an Excel sheet? And literally, what does that look like? Especially for control freaks like myself, right? Oh, I love Excel. It's my favorite. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and so, especially for the control freaks where we want to know what is what are the milestones that we need to look at on a weekly basis, a monthly basis, and so that we can help navigate that change. We know what to expect then, and so take some of the fear away from it, and then we can also—you're right—communicate that to employee base. Whether we need to get them involved and which level to get them involved at, whenever we are implementing some type of change.
1: So, I and change is such a broad word, right? It can be—it can be massive change, like um, you know, there's a policy regulation that eliminates your business completely, or let's just say there's a policy that regulates your business to the point that, okay, let's say we're car manufacturers. So in Europe, they're creating a policy that you now have to manufacture electrical cars from a year going forward. So if I'm a car manufacturer and I've been doing this for a hundred and something years, that's a big change that's going to take planning and it's not going to be an immediate change. Um, So I would take, and also I would prioritize your changes cuz every change isn't an extreme one and you don't want to make it an extreme change meaning if it if it's a small bump in the road mm-hmm. don't let that bump throw you off kilter like oh my god we have Ooh. to change everything because of a, sm- a small instance so
0: or let me jump in even depending on the size of your business should you totally revamp your entire website simultaneously while implementing a new HRIS software going to change your you know no
1: and that that is a good point too and that's what I'm saying you you have to prioritize your changes right um and and just make sure because it's very easy at a very high level to see so many different things you have to change or not change but then once you trickle them down to your employee base that's a lot of work to even instigate one type of change. So you definitely want to make sure you're not a change monster, I would say, just meaning we're going to change everything all the time, or we're going to go under, you know. So it's being strategic. That's why you have to keep a plan. You have to keep it, um, keep the emotion out, keep it very fact-based. That's going to be hard, but It is, but that's where you're going to use, your um, insight, and that's where you bounce ideas off Mm -hmm. other people, because if I'm very passionate about something, and I get really heated or emotional or excited, I'm going to focus on that and go, 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 and so that's where I have a group of people that I ask questions about, because they're going to play devil's advocate for me, and you need that in any kind of instance, because I have one lens, Mm -hmm. and although I try to have multiple lenses, I have one lens, and so... It does take me bouncing ideas off of other people to come down and, and eliminate the emotion, eliminate the white noise, and it just gives you a straighter path.
0: Love it. I mean, I think it, it totally makes sense. I think that we should also anticipate the pushback that we're going to get from um, employees at all levels, right? So yes. if it's just the leadership team or committee that's coming up with this idea, Um, and they're all excited about it. I think that taking it to the next level of anticipating, okay, so I like to say, let's poke holes in it. Yeah. Right. And being okay with that. So that's where you take away the emotion. And we start looking at what's wrong with it, what could go wrong. And, um, also why would people not like it or not embrace it? And it's funny you say that because so if it's your
1: business and you're going through all this emotional struggle on making a change, imagine, and you're in control of that, so you're deliberately making a change. Imagine what your employees feel because now they're being dictated a change and in their mind they probably have no control over it. They feel like they're being told to readjust all of their processes and so that is where there's a lot of disconnect and that is where you need communication. I feel that... The more transparency and buy-in you get from your employees, even if you can give them some kind of input to the process on a micro level, will help move that change forward. Because I've seen in so many instances where if I'm looking you know, five years ahead...
0: Mm-hmm.
1: I'm not looking at where my garbage can is placed. That garbage can, if I decide to move it, might literally be in the walking path of somebody that walks down this every single day to move a widget. So that person walking knows that garbage can should not be put there for whatever reason. And it's getting the buy-in even on those micro details because that person's job is gonna be completely affected by that trash can getting moved in their path. And so that's where you wanna make sure, and it's not gonna be the whole, you know, there's so many different aspects to a business there can't be 75 cooks in the kitchen that's not a functioning but as a true leader you will definitely get input on the process that you want to change and because they have a lens too and their lens might make that one little five foot movement of that trash can make your um, goal much easier to be reached
0: totally makes sense man and you can just feel your, your passion around this um I would, I would love to be involved in some type of organizational change whenever uh, you're at the helm. So, um, well, let's, we're honestly on our, our final notes and, and takeaways. So if we had to summarize, you know, our conversation today, I would, uh, first focus on whether you're, you're fearful about that change, um, or you're ready to embrace it. And then from there and be okay with that, right? Be okay with where you're at, um, Leverage those A players and subject matter experts, and then what do we do next? Create that plan, right? So it's creating that action plan, whether in collaboration with subject matter experts, consultants, those sorts of things. Get the buy-in, timely communication with your employees, with all those involved. And even whenever you think about that it's not going to impact this part of the business, you'd be surprised on how every employee probably wants to know about how the business is evolving and changing. So knowing that you also need a communication plan and not just the plan of implementation um, and then assessment. So anything else that I missed? What else? I think you have it and it's being open to feedback
1: because once people typically have a mindset, I'm gonna change this, then if they start getting feedback that's negative, they take it defensively. And sometimes you need that feedback because you can always adjust. I would not have anything set in stone because it's always going to have to be evolving. And so I think if you communicate your change of plans just as an evolving you know, motion, it allows for you to receive feedback. It allows for you to adjust agility-wise. And so you're not locked into a path that will eventually have to make you rechange everything again. So you want to make it smooth, you want to have communication like you said
0: and just just you
1: know, make it fun.
0: All right, awesome. Well, thank you for being with us, um Aaron Rowe, and listen, if you all have any comments, questions, or suggestions, feel free to contact us at willishr.com. You can also give us a call, 803-714 3715 and thanks again for being here. Appreciate it. I just wanna know the
1: truth.